It's a quick show, so you're just going to hear Chad the Mark talk about the Cincinnati Bengals because, say it with me, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. And I'll try to talk about the other stuff, too. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark flying solo on a Monday evening, Tuesday morning. I don't know. Whenever you're listening to this, we'll pretend like we know what time it is. But I could not help myself. I had to come out and, and at least get to the masses because I don't get to enjoy nice things in the world of sports. I'm the guy who who doesn't get titles celebrated. I'm not a Patriots fan. I, I didn't grow up a Jordan fan. I didn't. You know, grow up, uh, you know, a Lakers fan, a Yankees fan. I got none of that stuff. I'm a Cincinnati sports guy, a West Virginia Mountaineer guy. And I just wanted to talk about the the championship games, but I get to talk about the AFC Conference Championship game because my Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Just let that sink in. Did you ever think you would hear that? At least in my lifetime, I didn't. The Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Now, here's the thing. I, I I would like to talk about how much credit the Bengals get, and they deserve a lot. But let's be honest. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they kind of shit the bed. They let it slip. They let it fall to pieces. How do you not take the points before the half? How do you not put the game away? And then the the end of it. There was so many times I thought the game was over. Mahomes fumbling the balls. He's running around, you know, at the end trying to score, and the Chiefs recover. Butker gets the field goal, and the game goes to overtime. And, of course, they don't call tails. They call heads. The Bengals lose the toss. Chiefs get the ball. Game over, right? Oh, not so fast. Eli Apple has a chance to run one back to the house, and – in the post-game press conference, he said, I ran before he got the ball, and he sure as hell did because he didn't have the ball. So the Chiefs still get life, and then they throw the deep pass downfield to Tyreek Hill. Somehow the Bengals pick it off, and then from there, it was just the combination of events. And for this franchise to go from 2-14 and 14 to only four wins last year to the Super Bowl is unbelievable. Now on the other side of the gauntlet, they uh, have a, a, a team that's probably going to give them their toughest test yet. They, they've kind of squeaked through the playoff games pretty pretty well. They're all tight games, but this has been like the most insane, insane playoffs that I can remember. Every game coming down to the wire. Uh, and let's flip over to the NFC for the for the chance to talk about them coming down to the wire. You got the Rams, the Niners, and you know it's it's hard. For a team to beat another team three times in in a regular season, and that's what the Niners were trying to pull off. And you know, you're going into this game, and there's all this, uh, you know, uh, storyline building around Jimmy G. Like they're they're ready to move on from him because they drafted a quarterback this year, but he just found enough in the tank to kind of get some wins this year, and they made the push to the playoffs, and they've been playing the best football of probably any team out there. I don't think that's even debatable. The Niners coming into the postseason, nobody wanted to play them. So they go, they they smack Dallas around, which, you know, to the masses, 
very enjoyable. And then they go and absolutely just play a, a dogfight of a game in Lambeau and send Aaron Rodgers away, perhaps for his last time ever in a Packers uniform. But then here you are. You're playing the Rams and you're playing in L.A., but guess what? It kind of feels like a home game for the Niners. There was a lot, a lot of Niners fans in SoFi. And the Niners had every chance to win this game. But let's be honest, Jimmy G didn't play well. And they had a chance to win it at the end. And what happened, happened. You know, it's it's a bad situation. They're already getting negative yardage. It's third and 15. And Jimmy G makes the scramble around and the weird dipsy-doo, I'm going to throw the ball, just trying to make a play like it's fourth down. Only it's not fourth down. It's third down. And, uh, yeah, intercepted, ball game over. And, um, you know, for all the momentum that that guy built, I think now if if you're looking at the season as a whole, it's not enough, right? Like it's kind of like you had to go to the Super Bowl or you're done there. And the Niners, as good as they are, if they dump Jimmy G's contract, you know, that's that's like 20 to 30 million more dollars they get to spend on that defense, on the on those pieces they might need on offense, if they can even just hope Trey Lance can be a marginal quarterback. Like, he's just got to be as good as Jimmy G, right? I mean, we're not asking him to be top 10. Just do something. Just do enough. And the Niners could be right back in the thick of it. But we talk about quarterbacks facing pressure. Like, what happens if Matt Stafford doesn't go to the Super Bowl with the Rams? Like, isn't that what we were told all along, that Stafford's coming over and he's going to take them to the next level? And, you know, if if they didn't even win a playoff game, then you could say that they were better off with golf, right? Because they won one last year. But, uh, man, Lions fans, they got to be rejoicing everywhere. We had something up on the page earlier today, the closest – the closest that Detroit will ever get to the Super Bowl might just be this year with Eminem at the halftime show and Matt Stafford rocking it for the Rams. But the Rams found a way. They get in there. And now you have the Super Bowl matchup that you get a tale of two tapes. You have one of the best, probably the best defensive front in all of football, anchoring an incredibly talented defense with great secondary play against possibly the worst offensive line to ever make a Super Bowl. Uh, And and to be honest with you, when you look at the Bengals, they have really two lines. Their left side of the line, pretty decent. Right side of the line, about like high school double-A or triple-A level, like not real good. And that's going to be who you're going to put up against Aaron Donald and – now, uh, Von Miller, like I just uh, I see that as a nightmare scenario unfolding. And a lot of people were like, well, wouldn't you rather play the Niners? Well, that defensive line wasn't much better. So I, I, I'm sure the I haven't even looked at the spreads yet, but I'm sure the Bengals are a heavy, heavy underdog in this one. Uh, but you know what? They've been that all along. So we'll see if they can show up and show out and actually have a good game. But. You know, the the circling back to the Bengals, um, you know, Joe Burrow, Burrow, like he's he's got ice water in the veins. He's he's just playing out right now. And there's certain things in football that just aren't measurable. And, and Burrow is kind of showcasing that right now. Like he's he can make a lot of the throws. He's a good player, but man, like when when you believe in a guy on your team and, and it can impact the entire squad and you see it change, that's kind of what's happened here. And the fact that it's happened so soon 
is just remarkable. Like, I, I don't even know what to even think about all that. So the, the fact that they're uh, just here with house money at this point, you know, power to them. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I mean, just say it again. This time with feeling, the Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Man, I get chills just thinking about that. I know some of y'all don't care, but I'll tell you what, this is kind of an awkward thing for me. I've met more Bengals fans over the last three weeks than I ever have in my entire life. Like, where have they come from? Like, were you around during the Achilles Smith years? Were you there when David Klingler was there and we had Kajana Carter blow his knee out and we drafted Big Daddy Dan Wilkinson in the first round? Like, I remember the 90s. You know, I remember when Carson Palmer was uh, there and we were trying to decide if we want to play John Kitna or Carson Palmer and we set Palmer for a year and it turned out to work and he blows his knee out in a playoff game and the Bengals just could never win. And now all of a sudden, man, it's kind of cool to be a Bengals fan. You know, I, I never thought I would say that. I almost wore it with a badge of honor. I'm uncomfortable about all these things. Uh, but uh, I, I got to say um, the – the Super Bowl, there, there's no chance it lives up to the hype of the playoffs so far, though, right? I mean, we, we had incredible game after game. Like, every game from the divisional round on was just must-see TV. And we saw the the clips of the ratings, like NFL rating viewers, TV viewership is through the roof this year when it comes to playoffs. So, like, everything's coming up NFL right now. And, uh, you know, the, the extra, extra week this year – and now, you know, we get um, playoffs, uh, you know, with with an extra team. Like, it's just more football is never a bad thing. I wish college football would pick up on that and, and expand their playoff, but that's an argument for another day. But um, the, the big takeaways out of the weekend for me is that the Bengals did come from behind, but the Chiefs blew that game, and that's fine. If if the Chiefs blow a game, you got to be ready to take it because they they probably are their most dangerous opponent is just beating themselves, you know. So uh, we'll take that. Uh, the Niners uh, have a statement where they can officially move on from Jimmy G, and I don't know if that's necessarily going to be for the better. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens. They're going to have more money to throw around there, so let's see if they really believe in uh, Trey Lance, right? Because that's what's going to be the uh, difference maker. And then, um, you know, the the Rams, they they cashed in on Matt Stafford this year. They did everything that they wanted to. They got back to the Super Bowl. And um, now we have a Super Bowl of two teams that haven't won in 20 years, you know, so we're going to get a new Super Bowl winner for the first time in forever. I know it seems like the Rams have at least been competitive late, but they've only been to the one Super Bowl since uh, Kurt Warner was there. So that was just recently, and that was the Jared Goff team. So the Bengals also being there. Uh, has have not been to the Super Bowl since the 1988 season, and uh, you know I'm kind of bummed out. We missed out on the uh, reunion uh, rematch with the 49ers, and if the Rams ultimately prevail and the Bengals lose, I'm just going to blame it on that aspect that we didn't get the game we deserved in order for the Bengals to exercise the true demons that had to be against the Niners. But that's okay. Just glad to be here, and um, you know I was uh, ballparking the. Uh, the price of tickets, and uh, I don't know if you guys have ever really paid attention to like how much a Super Bowl ticket costs, but uh, to to just uh, buy one online like StubHub or Vivid Seats or wherever, anything like that. I mean, you're looking at a, at a cool five grand, 
And that's like for the worst seats you could possibly find. And I, I just, I think it's amazing that they've priced these tickets out so high. And maybe that's the secondary market. Maybe that's how it's StubHub and all that stuff. But, you know, you know, like in college when they have the bowl games and they give like an allotment to the home schools to sell, you know, why can't we get some of that? You know, uh, I will say I did see um, the city of Cincinnati had given Monday after the Super Bowl off to the entire school district. So they are uh, rather anticipating a very severe hangover or they're going to burn the city to the ground and they just know it's not going to be safe for anybody. So either way, uh, they're, they're taking some precautionary measures to go ahead and call the uh, school day off there. So anyway, that is uh, that's enough talk about that. We'll, we'll talk to the guys later this week when we get them on the show and we'll get their thoughts on that. The uh, other thing I wanted to kind of bring up is that uh, Tom Brady uh, had to stay in the news this weekend because it was leaked that he was retiring. And I'm not even really wanting to go into this that much, but I did want to take a second just to let you know that Tom Brady's dad said he's not really officially retired yet. And he's like, he likes to run his mouth every now and then. Uh, it turns out that Brady finally made a statement today. He went on the uh, little podcast show that he always does. Uh, I wish I could give him a cheap plug here. If I can remember their name, the, uh, that, that, uh, yeah, you can tell I listen to it. I'm sure a lot of people do follow uh, Tom Brady on the on the podcast. But, uh, you know, this all started Shefty uh, out there saying that it's a done deal. Then they doubled down on it, uh, doubled down on the statement. And Brady came out today and said he's still going through the process, that he's undecided, um, you know, on his podcast. So he used his platform. And I, I can't tell if Brady's really going to retire and he's just pissed off that they took the the leverage away from him. Uh, or, you know, is he just holding on for that cool payday? Uh, I, you guys can uh, write the show and let us know if we're right or wrong. But I think it was uh, he's getting that cool $20 million if he stays through February. So, you know, why would you retire right now? That's a stupid thing. So he's going to he's going to sit on there and uh, at least get paid, I'm sure. But the uh, the whole thing about the the players they like to control these narratives and maybe it's out of respect he didn't want to overshadow Ben Roethlisberger's retirement that that would be a noble thing to say uh, but I, I think it's more or less that Brady if he is retiring he didn't want the other media outlets to break the news he wanted to do it his way uh, we know he's uh, real big on social media platforms he likes to do his little Instagram videos and stuff like that maybe uh, maybe they stole his thunder maybe he's already Already got a video pre-made, ready to go. It's in the scheduled column on his social media platforms, and he just can't unleash it yet because, uh, damn you, Adam Shafter, you ruined everything. So I don't know. You you know, you guys can tell us if you think he's done or not. Uh, but according to our boy Canadian Biggie, he's never seen Brady talk like this. Giselle looks like he she's tightening the chain a little bit, and this might be it. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We got uh, uh, another two weeks of football if you count the Pro Bowl. So we'll see if he makes up his mind by the end of the uh, Super Bowl run here. Uh, the other little bit of news that came out today, Josh McDaniels is a head coach again. And Josh McDaniels is uh, going back to the AFC West. But this time he is not going to the Denver Broncos. And as far as I know, he is not signing Tim Tebow to be his quarterback. So it looks like uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders are going to have a new guy at the helm. And it's not even just uh, uh, McDaniels. They're bringing over uh, director of uh, player development, I think it was. I can't remember uh, exactly what it is, but 
the the new GM is also uh, coming from the Patriots uh, tree there as well. So you're you're getting McDaniel's to come out, and he's got somebody with him that you know hopefully he's comfortable with. They have some same ideologies, and they're going to kind of fall in line. And the the question you got to ask yourself is how much has Josh McDaniel's grown since the last time he was a head coach? And let's be honest, we've seen a lot worse head coaches in our time since he last walked the sidelines as the main man. I mean, we've had other people come and go that have even gotten multiple shots. And McDaniels has turned into that guy that we wondered why he wasn't getting multiple shots. He just quietly stayed in New England. And then there was that one year where Indianapolis really wanted him, and he said he wanted them. And then he changed his mind, and I think everybody thought he was just going to stay in New England until the hood just called it a day, and he said he was – or on a retirement. But that's not what happened. Now he's going out to Vegas and he's going to, to work for Mark Davis and the Raiders. And, uh, you know, the, they overperformed from what all, um, you know, outside eyes looking in thought the Raiders would do this year. So maybe, you know, this puts them right back in the competitive balance, you know. Now that's a tough division. Uh, everybody's good uh, except for the Broncos. But, you know, if the Broncos reign in Aaron Rodgers, like, Man, is that? Do you really want to be a Raiders fan right now with all that going on? Uh, you got Herbert out in, uh, in in Charger Land. You got Mahomes, who's always going to be dangerous. And what if Aaron Rodgers gives you like one or two more years in in uh, Denver from Green Bay? So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but I, I think uh, all intents and purposes, when you just uh, measure the hire, I think it's a good hire. Uh, I was talking to Mr. Brown earlier. You know, he he stands behind it. Uh, there's a lot of candidates out there you could look at, and and maybe maybe that's uh, the the right guy for the job. But you know what? Time will tell. What comes down to it is just how much you win. Uh, so that's going to be the deciding factor there. And I think uh, as we go around. Um, the rest of the league is still amazing that Byron Leftwich hasn't gotten a job. Uh, the Jaguars apparently might have screwed the pooch on that one. We're, we're not really sure uh, what uh, what's happening there. The Saints uh, were interested in in Leftwich, but maybe they're not. Um, the uh, the the whole drama behind this, like the the Jaguars have a chance to end some of this nonsense and drama that they've created over the hiring of Urban Meyer and. Uh, you know what? The the Byron Leftwich hire would be a home run for most people, and yet here we are still talking about it. But I guess when you kind of tell the guy who's giving you a job interview that you want him fired, you know, and the G- GM there, then that might be part of the reason. But you know what? He's going to be patient and see what happens. So uh, I don't know. Maybe it's bulky. Maybe it's Leftwich. We'll see what happens in uh, Duval County down there. But, uh, guys, I, I just wanted to uh, – let everyone know that uh, you know we're going to try to do a few of these a week just to kind of touch base with you guys, hopefully give you something on your morning drive, your morning commute. Uh, because I don't know, you might have got so caught up with the Tom Brady stuff, you might have forgot that he actually hasn't retired yet. It was just the media outlets reporting it, and he came out and refuted it today. So if you missed that, you know, I'm here to help you out, brothers and sisters. I'm here to help you just enjoy sports a little bit more. Uh, the 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 best part, though, is we get to enjoy the Cincinnati Bengals and Houday Nation going out to SoFi, playing the Rams at home. 
I guess is nuts. Uh, so this is the second year in a row we've had a home team in the Super Bowl. So tell me that's not scripted. I don't know what else to say. Uh, I, I'm not uh, too disappointed about it, though, because I'm just glad to be there. Uh, the The NFL season winding down, and uh, we'll uh, probably not cover the Pro Bowl very much. I, I was getting blown up on my phone today about all the notifications of Pro Bowl alternates because, surprise, there was like 30 players that decided they didn't want to play in the Pro Bowl this year. So we got a lot of guys bumped up. And you know what? If it means you get a little salary incentive because you made the Pro Bowl, and so be it. Power to you guys. But, uh, you know, enjoy uh, the rest of your evening or your morning whenever you're listening to this. This has been Chad the Mark from the We Don't Know Sports Podcast, and we'll see you next time ladies and gentlemen bye bye